and welcome to episode 154 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. And this week we are going to be talking about, is the Disney magic gone? And this was Heather's um, idea for a topic, actually, based on a conversation that she was having with her family. And so we'll get into all of that in a little bit. Uh, but first, we have some Disney news. A lot of the news actually ties into today's topic. <laughs> and I, we were just talking before this, Sarah was listing off the news, and I knew none of it because I don't know where I've been for the past week. Um, um, there was a I, new offer. There was a new You've been busy. <laughs> right, I've been, been tied up the whole time. The whole six hours long. Yeah. <laughs> but I am shocked, and I feel like I am very passionate about this news. Yeah. So I'll start with the good news first uh, for Florida residents. There is a new discounted weekday ticket that is available. It comes in two, three, or four-day options. You can add Genie Plus and Park Hopper and Water Park and all that sort of stuff to it. Um, and the prices start at $149. So that's actually a pretty good deal. But it's weekdays only, and there are some blackout dates. So just something to know about. Bad. Yeah. Um, and now we get into the... <laughs> Not as fun news. Um, <laughs> so let's start with Magical Express. As everybody knows, Magical Express ended at the end of 2021, except, except it actually extended into 2022 a little bit because they would get you back to the airport up until January 10th. So if your trip started before the end of 2021, it, it wasn't just one-way transportation. They would still get you round trip. But that ended as of Monday, January 10th. So it is official. Magical Express is gone. Bye. Um, Mirrors Connect is the exact sort of same thing. Not official alternative, but it's kind of the official alternative. Um, Mirrors is the company that Disney contracted with to run the Disney's Magical Express service. So it is the same provider, um, but without all the Disney bells and whistles and videos and you know, cute buses and all that kind of stuff. So it's also pricey <laughs> it is not free well um, i think you know what i'm gonna correct you i or at least in my opinion i don't think that it is that pricey because i'm remembering way back before the magical express was a thing i remember going with my girlfriends like it was spring break in college and we would have to take mirrors when they had you know the little shuttle vans yep from the airport to the hotel and i want to say it was like 12 dollars per person one way back then in like 2000 mm -hmm two you know so yeah. for this it's 16 dollars per person one way that's not considering it's been 15 years or however many years i don't do math but like it's not that bad it's not that bad is it still 16 dollars? because i know that they just had a price increase for example the, the mirrors express the, the mirrors connect express just increased to like 250 dollars that yeah, might have true. I was just looking the standard service which is the exact same thing that we all know as the magical express and it's still as yeah. of yesterday with without the luggage delivery service though that's important um no luggage delivery service anymore true but the magic magical express had not delivered luggage since, since the pandemic it. yep so yep you know yep yeah so that's the alternative of course there is always uber and lyft and town car companies and you know there's a there's a variety of ways so, to get from New Orleans, you know, airport to yeah, your resort. I just, I just booked a town car company for uh, some people in this this year, and the price for just two, but even four people that just ride in a regular sedan, mm -hmm. it was ninety bucks each way, 
which I don't think is too bad. I mean, you got to no, get acuity in, but 90 bucks each way, if you got a family of three or four, that's... Yeah. No, it's not bad. And considering, too, that, you know, those are toll roads that they're probably taking between the airport and Disney. Right? Yeah, and you, have, and you could add in a grocery stop, which you can't right. do mm-hmm. with And so if it is $16 one way, and I believe, Heather, if she says it's $16 one way, um, that's, you know, if you're a family of four, that's $64 right there. Right. You know, so. Right. And if you want a grocery stop, if you want just private, then that's yeah. the way to do it. So. Yeah, and to not have to wait to be picked up in your own schedule. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I love, I love a town car service. I do. Um, <clears throat> all right. So moving on. Um, speaking of price increases, <laughs> there were price increases almost across the board on food items this past week. Uh, Disney Food Blog has all of the details and all of the breakdowns of like what increased how much, but it was sort of a sweeping price increase on everything from Mickey bars and Dole Whips to restaurants and bottled water and uh, you name it, the price probably went up this past weekend. So, uh, or on boo. Monday, I guess, technically. Yeah, boo to price increases. Heather, what did you say to me before we started recording? I said, did Disney not get the memo that just because they're losing money, the rest of us aren't making it? Like, we're all yeah. still like yeah. trying to recover here from pandemic mm. times. And, and a lot of people probably are still out of work. And I don't know. I just like it's already so expensive to go and now you're charging for fast passes and we don't have the free transportation like you couldn't have held off a little bit like maybe this summer i don't know i know i'm with you we're gonna get into all of that in the big topic though go ahead charla yeah i think one way that they could help with the fact that they're not making as much money is they could bring back the dining plans that you know they made so much money on dining plans let me be so clear. Bring back the dining plans, not, not, the, dining. not the free, free dining. dining. <laughs> no, never free dining. But yeah. um, they made so much money on dining plans that yeah. they yep. need to they need to bring that back. And if they brought those back, I think that would help them out a that ton. Would be an easy one, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. And last but not least, uh, no more virtual queues right now. So Ratatouille had uh, switched over from a virtual queue to either standby or paid lightning lane. Uh, again, Monday, January 10th. Monday, January 10th was a very sort of busy day at Walt Disney World in terms of changes <laughs> and things. Um, and so currently there are no virtual queues at Walt Disney World anymore because Rise of the Resistance no longer uses one. And now neither does uh, Remy. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure or whatever that I don't know if I always forget the official name of the ride but I think that's right yeah um so anyway so now it is strictly standby and paid lightning lane only mm-hmm. all right so coming up next we're going to talk about all of the changes that we've just discussed plus all of the other ones that has happened and really get into sort of how are we feeling about Walt Disney World right now because obviously look we're it, this is a Disney podcast we are very pro Disney um, but that doesn't mean that we love everything that they do and every choice that they make and every, you know, and at a certain point, like we are going to talk about what is our breaking point? Have we reached it? <laughs> Did it happen six months ago? Are we still like, what is our breaking point? And also we want to know from you guys. Um, so you're going to have an opportunity and a future, you know, to sort of let us know what you think. We want to hear after you listen to this podcast. Um, I'm sending out an email tomorrow and, or by the time you listen to this, you probably already received it. We want to know what your breaking point is too, because I'm interested, really interested in this topic. So stay tuned and we're going to get into all of it. All right, Heather, tell us about the conversation that you were having with your family that sort of prompted this topic. Okay. So this was 
it kind of like it was like a light bulb moment to me. I was in Florida a few weeks ago with family and, you know, visiting with my mom and her friends. And, you know, a lot of them are annual pass holders. They live, you know, only about 45 minutes from the parks. And Mm -hmm. we got into a conversation. I think my mom brought it up that she's just she's not renewing her pass again. The only reason she renewed it this time is because I was coming down in October and she wanted to go to the parks with me, but it's just a waste of money at this point. And she did, it's not fun to go to Disney anymore. And slowly, I want to say all but one of this group of 10 people kind of chimed in and said that the same thing. And then I was kind of shocked because it is my job to book people vacations at Walt Disney World. And the hotels are sold out. I've said it before on the podcast. Like, I'm looking into May now, and it is very hard to find availability in May. And so I looked at my mom, and I'm like, well, maybe it's not fun for you, but the hotels are packed and people yeah. are going. Clearly it's and, still fun for somebody. <laughs> right? So it just, it got me thinking like, okay, who, when is your breaking point? Like apparently these locals have reached it. You know, people that have gone all the time and Disney is now no longer catering to them. They're catering to vacation, you know, goers and people who go once in a lifetime or once every three years. And and so what is the breaking point? What makes it not fun for some people? Why do you not want to go anymore? And yeah. then I started thinking about myself and, and we'll get into that. But like, I kind of feel like I'm thinking along the same lines as my mom being a local to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that this conversation obviously is referring to repeat visitors, local yes. visitors, traveling, you know, p- those of us that get to go. Like the huge Disney fans, like those of us yes. that love it so much. And it's always been our place to vacation. Disney adults, you know, like that's who we're talking about. Obviously for first time visitors or people who have only haven't been in a long time, like it's, they don't have anything to compare it to. So this is from a point of view of people who have been following it, you know, all these years and have noticed every single little change that has been made. So I just want to say that. Yeah. So I just, I thought it was super interesting and it got me wondering like, what is everybody's breaking? Like at what point is it not fun to go to Disney anymore? And my mother's point was, you know, she's older, but she's still technically savvy, but she doesn't, like to have to make a park pass reservation. She's used to being able to just pop in that morning and go get her carrot cake cookie and leave. And Mm -hmm. now she has to think, like, honestly, she probably wouldn't even remember to do her park passes. I do them for her when she's there on vacation, you know, when she's needing me for my vacation. Well, so let's talk about, so let's let's try to list off a, a bunch of the changes that have happened recently that might be contributing to this sort of conversation. So you just mentioned a big one, which is Park Pass. Park pass. Yeah, no you more spontaneity. You, you have to have a reservation. Um, a big no more dining for, plan, Charla mentioned earlier. Yeah, a big deal for me on my trip in December was no park hopping until two. Yes. Yep, that's no a big park one hopping. For me. That's mm-hmm. um, thing to me. So, <laughs> I mean, also, you know, I think you can't be spontaneous at Disney anymore. You have to have a park pass. You have to get your Genie Plus and get your Fast Passes, and then you have to get your your um dining reservations booked. And I, I think it's it's no longer the kind of vacation where you can just kind of go and on a whim, enjoy yourself. Like yeah. you have to be really scheduled, but I want to keep listing some of these perks. Cause we've got a, there's like a bunch more <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so paid fast pass, uh, no more free fast pass, um, changes to extra magic hours, the removal of them and then the reintroduction of mm-hmm. them, but only for certain people. Um, the no sleeping in, if you want to make, you know, certain fast passes or things like you got to do it at 7am. So, um, 
uh, I'm trying to think what other, uh, no more Magical Express, you know. No more Magical Express, no more um, um, magic bands, free, no free more. Magic bands, yeah. No more no free magic more, bands, yeah. No more package delivery. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I feel like so many things have gone away. So many things have changed. Yeah, yeah. And, so, not, I mean, and not just package delivery, just package pickup at mm-hmm. the front of the park. To the front of the park, yeah. You buy something, I mean, you got to tote it around with you all day yeah. right now. Also, most of the, um, I mean, they're, they're very slowly starting to, you know, in, in next month. But as of right now, none of the uh, behind-the-scenes tours have come back. Mm-hmm. So if you're a repeat visitor, maybe that's something that you like to do. It's a new perspective mm-hmm. on it. And, and by the way, we're not even back to, not even all the resorts are back open again. Not all the restaurants are back open again. <laughs> <laughs> not all, you know, we're still, we're still operating. Chico would be really under nice a pandemic. Back. It, yeah. It's funny, though, that... <sighs> We're operating under a pandemic, but then you go to Disney and it doesn't seem like there's a pandemic, <laughs> but yet not everything is back open and you none of the perks are there. And so. Mm-hmm. Oh, no one-on-one character meets. Mm-hmm. Although those are going to be returning over, you know, slowly, but they're not back yet. Yeah. So, I mean, Disney is very much all about the rides right now, which isn't a bad thing. The rides are great, but, yep. but where's everything else? You know, like everything yeah. that we used to say, oh, Disney's so much better than Six Flags, for example, or local hometown amusement park because XYZ and that XYZ hasn't come back yet. Yeah, a lot of that has disappeared. Yeah. So, Charlie, you were there most recently of any of us. Like, how? what's your take on all of this? Um, <laughs> so we were at a deluxe resort for most of it. We were able to make use of some extra magic half hour. Um, but a lot of things I didn't necessarily notice were missing, such mm-hmm. as, um, afternoon parade. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was, I, it's coming back soon, but I don't think it's back yet. It wasn't there then. Anyway, I, I didn't, I missed it, but it was okay that it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I missed, even if I had to stand in line, I really wanted to go. And hug my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And I get why. I totally get. I'm not saying anything right. about that. Right. We but, understand we're in a pandemic. And right. we get why certain things are gone. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I like I don't know. Universal has the Grinch that you could just walk right up to him. So, you know, that's, that's there, too. But uh, I missed some of the, like, okay, it was added stress, like, I had to do a mobile order. I couldn't just mm-hmm. go walk up. And it was mobbed to do a mobile order, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I did not like that I had to get up at 7 o'clock every day before 7 because you had to be prepared to get my Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes done. And it just made me stressed, especially like that first morning when we hadn't ridden Rise of the Resistance yet. And I knew it was something that my husband really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And... Like, so I didn't sleep well the night before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, it's that anxiety. Well, that's a bad uh, combo. Not sleeping well plus getting up early. That's a bad combo. Yeah, it's it's the anxiety. That's an unhappy Charla. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just, I just wanted it to go so well. We had it. It was a stressful thing to yeah. have to worry about doing. Whereas now, well, we have waited in line for six hours for it. No. But, you know, like, I wanted the So it was worth it, but still an additional stress. It was. And, you know, I, there are so many things, like, 
when we've been thinking about this topic, I don't know if I have a breaking point. I honestly don't know if I do because I love Disney. Mm -hmm. But it was not this just let's just go kind of vacation. Like it, I've made it in the past for me before. Yeah. Um, it's a I lot was, harder to have a do less, enjoy more yeah. kind of vacation when everything has to be so planned and plotted. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know. And we did take a break, you know, every afternoon and we did play mini golf and we did do things that we would have normally done, but it required some extra planning. Like one of the reasons we played mini golf specifically when we did was we couldn't get into the next park until two o'clock, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it just took away some of these, yeah, like Heather said, the spontaneity of the actual vacation. Yeah. The no park hopping one was, you know, I haven't had a chance to experience it yet, but the, the, the two things that I am sort of like the most unhappy about is the no park hopping until 2 p.m. Um, and the reduction of the extra magic hours. Yeah. Like Those were two things that I really took advantage of. Um, just because of my personal touring plan, I'm a morning person. So having an hour in the morning extra made a huge difference for me. Yeah. Um, or at night, you know, on the rare, on the rare occasions when I was up late, you know, being yeah. able to visit a park was great. You but know? if you want to be up late now, you got to do something because you're up at 7 a.m. making the right. reservations. And yeah, you're normally up anyway, but with the added stress of it, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're not staying yeah. until like we wanted, I really wanted to make an effort to see uh, harmonious, but the night that I was going to go see it, I, we had done three parks. I was up, you know, so early and I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to go back over there right now. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely, it definitely impacted some of the things that I wanted to do because it's not that I couldn't have gotten it done because I had the time, but I was so tired from the rest of the time. Yeah. So, so I, I feel like, I feel like you almost kind of to some degree have already, I don't want to say reached your breaking point, but I've definitely noticed a shift in your vacation planning mm -hmm. over the last, you know, couple of years that you're definitely choosing, focusing more on non-Disney vacations. Yeah. I feel I, and I kind of alluded to this before, like after I talked to my mom, I was like, oh, I, I can kind of see this in myself. Like I'm kind of Disneyed out and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean I don't love it. I ha I enjoy myself a lot when I go there. Um, and I, I don't know that this, I, I think it has a little bit f to do with working for the company too. Like, you know, you see the other side of it and, and not that I don't mean to say that with working for Disney is bad. It's not, I enjoyed myself immensely, but like you become not a fan Mm -hmm. become somebody that's making the magic and that shifts your perspective a little mm -hmm. bit um I don't know I just to me I feel that there is such a big world out there and I want to see it all and I'm not going to see it all if all I'm doing is going to Disney mm -hmm. yeah. and and that's kind of where I'm at and so just for me like I am a, a Disneyland local I live within 20 miles of the west coast parks i could be there all the time i haven't been since june why um and, and just thinking about it off the top of my head it's super expensive now um you know like even my friends that are still cast members they don't go all that often because you have to worry about your park passes and then now we have the genie plus out here and and it just it's not fun to go anymore it's not 
fun to drive all that way and sit in traffic and then you have to pay a hundred plus dollars per day to get in just for one day um you know or you can pay thirteen hundred dollars a year for an annual pass which is just mind-boggling to me um and then you get there and you're just you're stuck waiting in lines or you know if you're lucky and you can afford it you buy the genie plus and then maybe you wait in a few less lines but you're still mostly waiting in lines and it's just i don't know like i to me the enter it's not so entertaining as it used to be to go through all the stresses of getting there mhm mhm if that yeah. makes sense it doesn't mean i don't love it i just i feel like I don't know. Like I, there are other things that probably cost less and have me waiting in less lines and I want to go explore them versus always going to Disney and 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 being there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me I haven't had because I haven't been since a lot of these changes were implemented. I, I don't I, I'm not even going to hazard a guess as to sort of my breaking point because I haven't had a chance to experience it yet with any of the changes. Um if I had to speculate, I would say that for me, it, it Disney for me is always about sort of the experience and the feeling that I get when I'm there. And if I notice that I, I'm not getting that feeling anymore, I'm not having the same type of experience, then, you know, I, I would suspect that it will change sort of my perspective or my priority or, you know, how I plan my vacations or how often I go. I do, you know, anticipate that I would go less often if at all, for a while, you know? I mean, I've kind of limited myself over the past few years of going to Florida twice a year. This year, it'll probably only be once, just because mm -hmm. I'm heading over um, to Aulani in the spring when I might have gone to Disney World. Um, we'll see, who knows? But I just, when I was there in October, like it's like what Charlotte said, very stressful. It's not, mm -hmm. I can't just show up anymore and not that I ever did I'm obviously a vacation planner so I always had dining reservations and I would do my no I never did my fast passes that was that's oh, a lie <laughs> <laughs> but you know like I had a loose idea like Tuesday we're going to Epcot and we're doing food and wine festival and dinner is going to be here you I can't even get away with that anymore like I have to be I have to have my park passes and I have to have them a month at least a month in advance or they're going to sell out and and I have to know if I'm going to buy Genie Plus. Otherwise, I'm waking up at 7 a.m. And it, it's like, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. And it's not like, oh, I just, let's walk over to Test Track and see what that line is. Well, if you don't have a lightning lane, you're going to wait three hours. That's so let me ask a question. Because, uh, you know, this is a complaint that I heard from, I've heard from clients for years now um, about making dining reservations or making Fast Pass Plus reservations. And again, I'm asking because I don't know because I haven't been. Is it is the stress different or more than it used to be when we had to make dining reservations six months in advance and we had to make our fast passes 60 days? Like, is it that different? For me, it's not. I was equally as frustrated that I had to make my fast passes, you know, three, two months in advance because mm -hmm. I don't know what I want to ride. Leave me alone. I never did it. Like, I, I want <laughs> to just be able to go and enjoy myself. And Disney has gotten to the point, and this is not a new thing. It's probably over the last four or five years where you can't just go and enjoy yourself. It has to be planned, and they need to know where you are at all the times. Yeah. Like, you know, like, okay, fine, let's make a dinner reservation, but the rest of the day, why do I have to be locked into something? And I feel like with... Max Pass was so much better than Genie Plus because it was still 
like the traditional fast pass situation. Mm-hmm. You just didn't have to, you just did it from your phone. Genie Plus is still like, okay, lightning lanes. Oh my gosh, no. And it's directing you in all these places. It's not, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but you're going to see it with, like Charlotte. I feel like you know what I'm talking about. Like it's, it's not as easy as Max Pass was where you just yeah. pulled up your phone and you're like, I want to go to Indiana Jones. Okay. It's in an hour. Book. Yeah. Like now it's it's very bizarre the way that this algorithm works with Genie Plus and it's just yeah. it's not it's black. Well that's I mean it's kind of like how we were talking about last week when I was talking about the Express Pass at Universal that you just let's go ride this next you just go. Yeah. And you know I I I'm torn between seeing it from their perspective and seeing what I would like out of it <laughs> because yeah, my mind is, my kind of attitude is different now working, although we don't work for Disney, like working with Disney so much, but, and it affects how I plan my own trips because I plan so much for everybody else. I do mm-hmm. less for mine and I've been, always been okay with that. Um, but for me, I would rather do a 60 day or 30 day fast pass than have to worry about it every single day of my trip. Yeah, I felt before, like, what I would always say to clients is it is a little stressful ahead of time to sort of try to know, but the more work you put into ahead of time, the more relaxing a trip you're going to have when you get there. And I don't feel like that's the case anymore. It is not. Um, And, you know, I liked the old FastPass system where, yeah, you were running all over the park, but I could get a whole, I could do almost every ride with a FastPass. Whereas I couldn't do that with FastPass Plus. You certainly can't do it with GD Plus. Yep. Um, and that, like, that's been my criticism of FastPass Plus, even when that came out versus, mm-hmm. um, versus I think, old FastPass. So. Mm-hmm. I, I also, I, sorry to cut you off, continue. I, 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 I've got nothing else. <laughs> so. I just feel like my brain has now kind of, like, I, I don't get as much pleasure out of Disney as I used to. And I, I don't know what that shift was for me. I mean, I'm you're going to find me every October. I'm going to be at the, the Food and Wine Festival. But like just saying before, I live 20 miles from Disneyland and I haven't been since June because you can't just go for a day. It's too expensive. And even if you had a free ticket, like you have to hope that you can get, um, you know, a park pass and park passes here are a little harder to get than they are in Florida for mm-hmm. like annual pass holders or day ticket holders. Like it's very strange. Um like everybody knows Disneyland is mostly annual pass holders, but they're so limited in the amount of park passes that they can get. Um, and it's just, if you can't just, you know what? I have Friday off and I want to go and spend the day on Pixar Pier and I'm going to have lunch at Lamplight Lounge and, and I don't even need to ride a ride. I just want to take in the atmosphere. Like you can't even do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what's upsetting to me. Like I can't just go. I can't just mm-hmm. go and sit on a bench and watch people. I don't even care if I ride a ride. You can't even just go and experience it. So if you could have one thing back that Disney has gotten rid of, what would it be? I I would ask them to take away the park passes. Mm-hmm. You're not con- you're not controlling capacity anymore. Don't joke with us that this is a pandemic thing. Get rid of the park passes. Let me just go. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, uh, how about you? Um, park passes and change the park hopping to whenever mm-hmm. you want. If I want to park mm-hmm. hop at nine, if park opens at nine and I go and I want to park up at nine 30, let me. Mm-hmm. Um, but my main thing is bring back old school paper fast pass. 
That's what I would like. Oh, to you're say. going way back. You're, you're oh, definitely yeah. on the way back machine. You want? <laughs> oh yeah. Look, I mean, I've I've been. I think my husband would agree with you. He used to. Oh, used to be his favorite thing was to run for the fast passes. You know, he would take his tickets and he would like run ahead. He would like literally like be uh, bouncing at rope drop to like pew, and you'd see him like. Um, his personal. <laughs> when, when we were in when we were in Tokyo, they it was so funny. Like you know, the, you, they let the parks open about fifteen minutes before just for the on-site guests, and they all you could do was get a fast pass. And there were signs that said no running, and you know that. But that's what people did. It was it yeah. was fun. But yeah, I was very vocal last week about how Express Pass is so much better than mm-hmm. Fast Pass. But if you're looking, I if you're looking at just the Walt Disney World part of it, and don't compare it to Express Pass. If you compare it just to Disney, Legacy Fast Pass was better than Fast yeah. Pass Plus or Genie Plus. I would agree. In terms of in terms of waiting in lines, not necessarily in terms of running all over the park, but in terms yeah. of just waiting in line, it was better. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Hmm. What about you, Sarah? What would you bring back? You know, again, because I haven't been like I've never had I've never had to make a park pass. I haven't been since February of 2020 when I when Charlotte and I were there. So I don't have a lot of firsthand experience. But for me, the big ones were. Um, no, like no park hopping. I don't like, I, I chafe at the notion of you can't go here yet. You, you yes. have to wait just don't because tell like, me what I can't do. Yeah. Like I paid a lot of money for this park hopper pass. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to use it whenever I want to be able to use it. Cause I noticed that even though there's less park hopping hours, the park hopper option didn't get cheaper. No. <laughs> you know? no, of course not. Why would it? Right. So that bothers me. Like, well, hang on a second, <laughs> you know? Well, I was, um, I was thinking about this on the way they uh, like while we were there that like I wondered if you and I would we go because we toured different than I tour my with my family right of course but like I wonder if we would get the GD plus if we would pay for the lightning lanes like there are certain things that I was thinking about yeah how how you and I would do it yeah and I mean I don't know I don't know what we would do I, I feel like we would pay for the lightning lanes for sure because we bougie like that um, <laughs> but even that only buys you what two per day, like uh-huh. that doesn't really just get you a whole lot, you know? Right. So right. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, well, it'd be interesting to see. But see, I don't think we would pay for, um, Rise of the Resistance. You and I would pay, be more likely to pay for Mickey and Minnie or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Right. Which is, um, I still haven't done Mickey and Minnie. Can we be clear? Right. Like, no, I still haven't had a chance to do it yet. No, so I'm hundred percent paying for that. Right. <laughs> But now that I have paid for Rise of the Resistance several times, you know, it's something that if I was there with my family, I would absolutely do it again. Yeah, I would pay for it if I were with my husband. I wouldn't pay for it for myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But Mickey and his Runaway Railway, yeah, I probably would pay at least for the first time to see if I even like it. (laughs) You will like it. You will. (laughs) Anyway, so we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you for a couple of different reasons. One, we want to hear what you think about this topic. Have you reached your breaking point? Have your Disney vacation habits changed either due to the pandemic or due to all of the changes that have been implemented? What was the one thing for you that really was a trigger? <laughs> like, what do you really hate? Uh, you can email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can post on our Disney Park Princess Facebook group. Um, you know, you can DM us on Instagram. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get in touch with us. We also have a listener Q&A episode coming up in a few weeks. So please send us your questions. If you have any questions about anything that we've discussed, any questions about your upcoming trips, comments, 
birthdays, celebrations, anything we want to hear about it, you can always, always, always email us. Again, info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, DisneyParkPrincess.com. We have a new blog this week on child safety, and I tell the story about that time that I lost my son at Walt Disney World. I, I, I don't know why I'm laughing at it. It's not I have a, a, a panic attack just reading it. Just thinking about it. Yeah, and I yeah, knew yeah. the story, but, yeah. you know, and it's not even my kid, but, oh, my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I would flip out if... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. I know. Too long, don't read. He lives. <laughs> <laughs> I lost 10 years off my life, but he was pretty much fine. So, yeah. Um, so be sure to check out our website. Um, follow us on Instagram. Again, join the Facebook page. Like our pa Facebook page. Uh, all of that good stuff. Coming up next on our Patreon Extra, it is time for a pet update. Disney Park Princess Pet Roll Call. Why? Because there's a new member of the family. <sighs> We're very excited about it. So stay tuned if you are a Patreon extra. If you are not a Patreon supporter, please go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess to help support us. Um, this is how we pay our bills. This is how we make a little money. Not really yet, but someday we dream. <laughs> <laughs> someday how we how make we a little money. Bills. How yeah, that's how we pay our bills. That's it. Not, not our personal bills. That's how we pay the bills for the blog and the podcast podcast hosting and all of that stuff. Um, although it would be lovely if we could pay some of our own personal bills or take trips or something someday. That would be fantastic. Uh, so patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed to our newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter that gives you all of the updates on what's going on on the blog and the podcast. You can do that on our website as well. Thank you so much for joining us this week for episode 154 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Stay tuned for Patreon. Otherwise, we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.